Talk up the team. Talk up the team. I've heard the tender whisper of love in the dead of night, and you tell me that you're pleased and that I'm never yeah. alone. You're a good, good father. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. We're not taking you to church right now, man. Yeah. This is Talk of the Thing live with your boy Eddie P in the building, man. Before we get started, man, this is a special, special, special podcast session, man. And before I even get into that, man, I'm going to pass it to the CEO to tell you a little something, something. Well, man, I just want to welcome you guys to Talk of the Thing, man. And um, as you hear Eddie talking about, he's not trying to preach to you, but it seems like he was trying to preach to mm. us, bro. You see that? I, when y'all listen to this, you're gonna be like, man, damn, what song was that? Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? But we do have a we do have a lot of faces in the building that we gotta make sure everybody introduce themselves. But shout out talk up the ting, man. But we're gonna pass it to the left. Oh yeah. Uh, my name is Edwin. Uh married with children. He got kids. He got, he got four, four kids, kids <laughs> on IG. Yeah, the number keep climbing. He got four kids the on IG. The number keep climbing. Yeah, man, hey, nah. Five soon. Let me Pand- stop that. No. Pandemic. <laughs> he got four kids on IG. Edwin. So my name is Ralph. Married with one child. I got a little boy. He's about to be two years old. And um, man. that's that's my dude. That's my little man. Yes, sir. No turbo two. No turbo two. We're gonna we're gonna rebuke oh, yeah, that. Yeah, rebuke right. that. That's right. Claim it. Claim rebuke it. that. Yes. All right. We're gonna turn this back over to to my dog Eddie P, man, so he could turn up. But definitely we were celebrating Father's Day and we gotta turn up because it's big. Hey, 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 hey. I know y'all yeah. thinking, man, listen, mothers, it's Father's Day, right? Facts. So we're not sure. thinking about y'all. We're thinking about us today. Facts. Yeah, we got, All right. we got three dads. You know, I, I like the word dad more than fathers. You know, I feel like fathers is like the biological term. And most of y'all kids ain't calling y'all father, right? It's like, it's dad, right? Oh, yeah. Dad's in the building, man. So we got three dads with us today, man. I'm going to be hosting, asking this boy, these men, some questions about... Um, how it's like being a dad and everything like that. So before we get started, right, if you haven't heard, Juneteenth, right, is now uh, a holiday, right? So yes. um, national holiday. National holiday. Mm. So we appreciate that and, you know, small victories, right? Small victories. Oh, yeah. So hopefully next year your job will have you um, have the day off so you can enjoy yourself. Oh. And, and it'll, it'll be celebrated just like it is on 4th of July for that other people to celebrate because, you know, I celebrate Juneteenth more than anything else. But oh yeah. with that being said, man, welcome to the podcast, our Father's Day session. And like I said, we got three dads. So I'm asking questions to the, to the, to the fellas, man. The first question is, uh, let's go with a start nice and easy one. What do you enjoy most about being a dad? I, you know, I, I think for me, man, it's just, it's really cool to uh, watch him grow. Um, he's two years old, so the stages of his life, although you know, he's, he's, he's not, you know, 10, 15, 20 years old. I haven't, he hasn't been, you know, growing up for that long, but just the little things like when he was first born, watching him crawl. And then from there, watching him trying to walk. And then one day watching him walk and then watching him run right. and just like coming into his own, it's um, developing personality, all those little moments that I've been blessed to be around for them to, to see them. Cause I think some dads, you know, they, they don't get to see all that. But um, for me, just being there, watching that, and just being able to smile with him and, and spend time with him, that's that's very special to me. So. That's what's up, man. That's what's up. Yeah, I would definitely agree with the part what you said about watching him grow. You know, me as a dad, 
you know, I, I love the fact that I have my kids at a young age where I'm still active. I can still move with them. You know, ain't nobody beating me on the basketball court. You know, like, uh-huh. you know, I, listen, I'm competitive with my kids, and I love that, you know, they're competitive back. And so for me, it's watching that growth and seeing their personalities develop as they get older. You know, I got a couple of teens in the house and seeing them kind of grow into the person that they want to be going yeah. forward when they leave my house, hopefully soon. <laughs> listen, that, that hey, 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 hey. Yeah. That fridge gonna be down. a, a little, little fool now oh, once yeah. they leave, right? Oh yeah, <laughs> but just seeing them develop and and then understanding that you know you know the Bible says you know you train up a child in the way it's supposed to be, and when they're older they won't never depart. Right. Amen. And when you start to see them apply to certain things that you know you may not have said verbally, but you acted out in your life. Mm-hmm. Oh man, it's a sweet blessing, man, to see yeah. that that you know that that's rich for you as a father. All right, for me, it's definitely more about providing, you know, and knowing that I'm healthy and they're healthy. Because I think that one of the biggest things that we we bring kids we bring kids in this world, and we we definitely want to make sure that we can give them everything, right? And um, just watch, make sure that they're healthy, and make sure that th- that you can just say they come to him like, "Daddy, I want this," and you can just buy it, right? Because I felt like. We, for me now, growing up, like when I went to my mom and dad, I'm like, "Hey, can I have this?" He was like, "Man, I don't have it, right?" Speak it. So I think that th- those are big to me, and when I look at those things, know that I can do those things. I'm, I'm so, I, I got to give God thanks, you know, because Amen. He blessed me every day and allow me to just look at my my son and my daughter and be like, "Hey, here it is. Here's this birthday party. Okay, all right." I know that you have this yesterday, but I'm going to give you this today also because I can't do it. So because we don't know when we're going to leave this earth, right? right, right. So we got to make sure we invest in our kids because they, they are our offspring our and legacy. they are our future. They're our legacy. So I, I, I embrace those things and I love to see those things. And I love watching other, other, other fathers doing those things because... You know, a lot of fathers. I feel like a lot of father, fathers step up, step up their game today, and I, and those are the things that I really clap for, and those are the things that really make me feel proud. Oh yeah, I'm gonna get corny real quick. Dad joke. You know, your, your presence <laughs> is the gift. Mm-hmm. So I love how you said, okay, I can buy this for you because yeah, I mean, when we were kids, you know, our parents, you know, I ain't got it. Go sit down. I you know, know, I don't know but like, caught the wordplay. Yo, hey, <laughs> hey, so, hey, I'm an English major. Hey, yes, come on now, yes, sir. English teacher. But uh, yeah, like your presence is the gift. So even though you can buy him things, the fact that he can turn to you and you're right there, come on, man, that's volumes. That's the fact that you're even there. Hey, and I'm a wordplay too. I'm gonna say your absence has presence. Hey. What I mean oh, by that is your absence yo. is the presence of chaos. So fathers, we need to be there. We need to step up. Let's do it. Yes. I'm not an English major, but hey. I speak English. Hey, <laughs> hey, hey, you speak words. That's words. Not man. a rapper by flow a lot. Hey, <laughs> that's the word. I like it. Awesome, man. So speaking of dads, right, and being there, like you said, now your absence being your present and presence of other things, right? Is we know that what dads and parents were like 40 years, 30 years ago compared to now is completely different. So how has the role of parents, or specifically dads today, changed from back when we were kids? I think that it have changed because when I when I look back at my dad, like, you know, my dad was going to work, you know, and my mom was going to work. And, you know, like today, like for me, I go to work, but I still make time for my kid, you know, like let's go on the field. Let's go do this. Let's sit down. Let's read. OK, what what's going on in your life today? How can I help you with this? You know, before it wasn't like that, you know, like you go through something like I felt like you have to deal with it on your own. And, and because you was going through that struggle, you don't feel that painful right then. But. I feel like for me now, when I think of those things while I raise my kids today, it actually bring pains to me. Like it bring pain to me because I'm like, damn, I've been I've been through that. Mm-hmm. 
Right. Damn, like, shit. I was being a father to my brothers, you know, like, growing up, you know, like, so when I think of those things, man, it made me feel that that those roles have changed so much because, you know, maybe maybe it's because, you know, your your, your parents came here and had to make a life, right. you know, had to go to work and, and have to put a put a roof over your head and put food in the fridge you know but because they gave you that 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 life and hoping the door for you to get your education and to see something better out here and make life better you should post a pass down to your own kids to make them they're better right all right sure. andrea we'll get you some tissues when you're reminiscing the old times so <laughs> worry about it. i got you brother and, and now just wipe me your shirt all right <laughs> <laughs> no exactly what he was saying right like i think it's every generation's obligation to give their next generation better than what they better, had right mm-hmm. and so you know like you said yeah i'm first generation here in this country you know and we all come from caribbean you know countries and i think as a dad my dad was meant to provide mm-hmm. house food rent i'm good right that's, and so at that it. point in time that you know he did a job as a father and although as a kid you know i resented some of the things that i may not have gotten from him at that point in time when i became a father I started to look back and be like, oh, okay, that was his job. He fulfilled his. Now here's mine. Mm-hmm. I think what's different nowadays is, you know, it's not more so expectation. It's more like what we grab hold of as dads. You have dads out there who are doing their daughter's hair. Yep. You have dads yeah. out there who are there 24-7. And they're doing dances with the daughters and dress up and everything. And they're, they may be there more than the mother. Right. And I think as dads, our job is to not only provide, but also instill wisdom to be an example of what you want your daughter to bring home one day. Yes. Because let's be real. Like, your daughters are looking at you for what a man should be. Mm-hmm. And so at that point in time, we're no longer providers and just providers. We get home. We just don't talk to our kids for the rest of the day. We have to be open. We have to be open-minded. As men, it's hard for us to open up, right? But with our kids, we have to do more than that. Yeah. We have to pour into them what we know and be vulnerable enough for them to be able to speak to us what we don't know. Right. Uh. So that word, man, vulnerability, I feel like it's something that um, I didn't grow up seeing. So then it's hard to, well, at least I didn't grow up seeing it from a man. So then later on in life, it's hard to imitate or emulate it because you you just have no true or good example of it. So I don't know if this is popular or not, but for me, I want to be my kid's friend or at least do some things now to where later on he'll see me as not just, you know, the dad that's the provider, but like the dad that I can talk to about some real stuff that I'm going on in, in life. Right. Um, because, you know, he can go talk to somebody else, but I don't know what that person's going to feed into him. So that wisdom, I want to be one of those people that pours into him as well. So I can't do that if he doesn't trust me. If there's no vulnerability, if there's no trust, if there's no empathy, if all these things don't exist, then I'm just going to be that provider to him. Right. right. And not to segue off, but it's hard. Right. As dads, we have to be the hard and most of the time, at least in my, you got to be the disciplinarian. Right. Right. How can you be the disciplinarian and turn around and be like, yo, talk to me. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. It's so hard. Right. It's a balance. And so I'm I'm with you right there because we have to as men in this generation, we have to find that balance because our kids need someone to talk to. A lot of things that kids are going through these days, especially what we just came out of when it comes to being in the house all day and not having to speak, speak to anybody. We have to find that balance and strike that chord, and uh, you know I'm, I'm willing to figure that out. But it, it's hard being disciplinarian and the open-minded person. Yeah, because how am I gonna talk to you? Then I know five minutes ago you were Bruh, I, my butt. I, I just <laughs> whoop you, but listen, yeah, you're right? I, I talked to you about why why I whooped you. Yeah. After what I tell you, I love you. Yeah, that's and it. We should be good, we should right? Be good. Yeah. Just, yeah. Even with my two-year-old man, I practice that balance. Like I got, I got, I'm working on the dad look. Like when I say, "Hey, mm. Cam, come here." 
Like, I mean that. Mm-hmm. And later on, I'm like, come here, Papa, I love you. You know what I mean? <laughs> so it's like, I'm trying to let them know, like, this, don't do that. But right. I love you. Right. You know so I think it's it's interesting to find that balance, but it's definitely needed. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's so funny. And I know I'm not a dad, but I spent time with my nephew, you know, a couple of time, uh, a couple of months ago and then before that in November. And I would whoop him, like, I'll tap him a little bit. And within two seconds, I'm like, hey, nephew, I love you. Yes. Come give me a hug. Yes. You know what I'm saying? He would give yeah. me a hug. So I got, I'm trying to learn that as well because... I don't want to be like our parents who were just whipping, whipping, whipping with no right. conversation and no affection like we needed, right? Mm-hmm. Especially from our dads. Our moms was different right. uh, for most of us, but our dad is definitely one yep. that doesn't show affection. I think we talk about one of the podcasts, like hearing the word I love you from your parents was like, oh, I'm sorry, with, with two of the words that like, we didn't hear yeah. before mm-hmm. growing up. Mm-hmm. I've, I've never heard that from my dad, bro. Whether in English, Creole, or French. Which way? I love you. Or so I'm I sorry. love you. Oh, yeah. So. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, I never, never heard that one. Yeah. Either. Yeah. Caribbean yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 parents don't say that, man. Like, if you're yeah. looking for that, hey, listen. Hey, hey. Good I'll, luck. That's going to happen. Still Look looking. Somewhere else. <laughs> Still looking. Gotcha. So, I know, you know we, The funny part about it, my mom actually, I was talking to my mom on the phone and she always said this to me. And every time she said this to me, I always tear up. She was like, I was talking to her this week and then she was this week and she was like, Andre, I want to let you know you are you are you are a better parent than I, I ever been. Right. And just hear my mom talking like that made, it made me feel like it, it, I'm sorry. Like she's yeah. saying I'm sorry. Yeah. Or you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. like in her own way. Yeah, like, you know, I'm like I'll take that. She said mm-hmm. that, but you know, I guess I'm like, damn, I'm like, mm-hmm. shoot. Like, you know, but I appreciate that because you know, for that coming from your mom, because sometimes right. we as kids, we always w- wonder how our parents view us, right? Mm-hmm. True. And um, are we doing the right thing, right? Even though we're adults, we still look to our parents for wisdom oh, and right. we still look to our parents for for, for yeah. Yeah, validation. So those things right there mean a lot to me. So to me, that to me that was great. That was like that's a gift to me. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I take that. You know, that like kind of uh, lead into the next question to kind of piggyback of what you guys touched on a little bit. So, how are you guys uh, most different than your your parents and grandparents as dads? I don't know who want to take that first. Yeah. yeah. Let's go with Dre. Um, well, tell you the truth, man, it's tough to. Yeah, I, I, you, ju- you just said your mom said you're a better parent. What do you think she see in you that she was missing or, or lacking? I think that time, right? Time was big, and and I and I and I said that already. You talking about quality time? Yeah, quality mm-hmm. time. Just being in the house, you know, just knowing that. Okay, did did you did you do your homework? Um, did you get some? My mom, my mom would bring the food to the house, but my mom was working like twenty two hours a week, twenty two hours a day, you know. So she only stopped in to make sure that that food was in the fridge and stuff like that. So me, I was being a dad in the house to my to my two younger brother. Mm-hmm. I was. 14, 15 years old, being a, being a father, going to school, make sure they come home, make sure they take a bath, you know, so quality time was big and I didn't get that, you know, so me as, me as a child, my younger brother, my younger brother was telling me some things that he was doing when I was in college. I'm like, what you was doing? What? But, but I get it. As you saying, the last child get away with a lot of things, right? So I think that's what happened. Yeah. I, I would say my parents had to deal with safety and provision. The, the neighborhood I grew up in in the 90s was not good. Drive-by shootings and things of that nature. We had to play in the backyard, and that's it, right? So they made sure that we had food on the table and we had a safe place to play was, was the backyard, which was great. And so they did their part. I would say me, I, I, I provide that quality time. I, I'm a teacher, so my summers are free, my weekends are free, and for the most part, that played a role in the, the job that I wanted because I knew when I grew up I wanted time. I didn't want to be a person that works all the time, you know, because I saw my parents do that. 
And so quality time is big for me because I want them to grow up and look back on their childhood and be like, you know what? I spent time with my dad. Mm -hmm. He wasn't off at work all the time. He spoke to me. We had fun. Mm -hmm. We did things to where I have a memory of from my childhood that right. my dad is in it. Not just fun at school or grad night or friends or whatever. It's a time that they spent with me is what I want them to cherish the most going forward. Yeah. Uh, I'll go back to what Edwin said earlier, man, your, your presence being a gift. And I think that means so much. Um, that time, I think we all keep saying it, how important, because a lot of times we think back and we're like, man, we didn't really spend a lot of time. Yeah. Yeah. We didn't really get to know our, our dads. And I, I don't want my son to be able to say that about me. So being very intentional about the time I spend with him. Um, early on, I used to catch myself like, he'll be, we'll be hanging out and he's, he's about to be two, but then I might be on my phone or something like that. Yeah. And I had to catch myself like, man, like I have to break that habit now because if I don't break it now, then I'm going to carry it on to what he's older and I'm going to be in the room with him, but we ain't going to be really spending right. time. It's not quality. Right? It's not quality mm -hmm. time. And I remember, you know, when I was younger, I used to say about my dad, like he's always been part of the house, but he ain't ever been part of the home. And so what no. I want to build for my son is that to make sure that that's huge. He's we're this is a home. Like you have a place to come. Like I remember in high school, man, like I would, I played football and I played soccer. And then there's one season where I stopped playing football. What I would do is, after school, I would stay in school so that my dad, mm. dad would go to work. So by the time I get home, he ain't home. Because for me, it's all the same. Whether you're here or not here, we ain't spend no time. You're just yeah. physically here. Oh, physically yeah. Mentally here. checked out. So, like, I'd rather you not be here. I have the freedom to roam around as yeah. I want as opposed to you being here. And I have that presence that I feel like I don't want to be around. So I never want my son to be able to say that about, about me. Yo, I'm about, to I'm about to tell the truth. Tell the truth, bro. Yo, I'm about to tell the truth. My parents don't even know this day. Mm. But but you gonna oh, make, you gonna make shoot. me say it. I, I tell it every every year to my students. Surprise! I tell it every year to my students, and and yeah. I always say I'm gonna tell my mom, but I lie. I'm not gonna tell my mom. <laughs> but what you just said is real because yeah. I remember getting home from school, being in the house, and hearing them keys jingle at the door, mm -hmm. and knowing my dad's home, and mm -hmm. just like the hairs on the back of your neck just raise Boom. up, right? So yeah. you don't want to be there. Yeah. When he get home, you don't want to be there. So real quick story. One day in middle school, I want to try for basketball. They let me try out for basketball. Very surprised that they did. But yeah. I stayed up to school and they let me try it out. First cut, made it. Second cut, made it. Third cut, not so much. But I don't want to go home. Yeah. So I told him I made the team. <laughs> <laughs> and I stayed after school chilling with my friends in the, yeah. in the bad neighborhood, walking around the neighborhood like I was on the team. Because yeah. wow. I wanted to avoid never my come, dad. They never come to the never game. Guess what? That's they what I'm going to say. Guess what? Yeah. No one ever asked, when's your game? Right. Yep. No one ask. ever tried to attend. We can get away with that. Bro, though. one time I came home super late, just hanging out in the neighborhood. Yeah. Night, nighttime. Oh, where you been? Oh, I had a game. Yeah. Oh, how'd you do? I did good. Yeah. That's it. That's, that's it. it. So, yeah, that's the first time I told that I to anybody. Feel that, bro. So, yeah. Sorry, mom. Sorry, it dad. <laughs> it's so true. I do have to say, though, my... My dad was not as bad. Like when he was home, um, it wasn't always like, "Oh man, my dad's home!" Like everybody free, tense up, you know what I mean? But it was a different, like different environment when he wasn't home. Yeah, right. So I kind of like you guys said, I kind of don't want that in my household yeah. as well. And and it kind of piggyback on your your wanting to be t spend time with your family, deciding like what career path you had. And and uh, as some of you guys will know, like I'm very big into football. And before, like 10 years ago, I was like, man, I want to be a uh, office coordinator for a big time college. Okay. But because they spent so much time away from their parents and the family, I'm like, I think I grew up without my father in the household. And at the same time, I was like, I don't want that as my career path. Mm -hmm. So I'm try I try to do things where I can still coach on the side, but I want to. I, I don't want that to be like my career, which I'm like, I'm spending hours hours away from my family. Yeah. And I was watching this one Netflix um, series. 
And I sense you and one of the families was like, we've been together for 11 years, it's our 13th home. I'm like, bro, I cannot do that with my family. Yeah, <laughs> it's yeah, like, bro, yeah. you're always moving, yeah, yeah. man. They say, they say, if you're married to a coach, buy a house on, with wheels because you're always going to be moving. So I'm like, I can't do that, man. Right. Hey, we got a father figure in the house, man. You ain't a father, but yeah, you, you hey, growing there. Man, father listen, figure. Because, you know, that's, that's something that's been very important to me. So that's why I try to like, uh, number one, I uh, try to know what I what I went through as a kid and like, okay, this is the kind of father I want to be, a right. kind of dad I want to be, right? Right. Um, and also, I try to help. I try to like spend time with kids so I understand kids better. Absolutely. Because a lot of times, you know, our parents like, like you, you have a two year old in a candy store crying because he wants some candy. He's supposed to cry. He's a kid. Exactly. Right. You know what I'm saying? Yes. You're gonna beat the kids behind because he's, he see candy and he, uh, although you don't want him to do to get it, but that's that's, that's normal all kid he stuff. Know. Yeah. Candy, that's, yeah, that's all normal kid stuff. So it's like trying to understand that so that I'm not being that because you already know dads are nine times out of ten with the disciplinarian, right? The disciplinarian of the family, and a lot of time when you being the kids, they're like, like you guys do, like when the dad's home, it's like, oh man, dad's home, I don't want, you know, I don't want that energy, so yeah. I don't want, I don't want to be that that kind of dad as well. Right. So I try to stay away from. I try to mentally prepare myself, although it's gonna be completely different. Yeah, that's good, man. You know what I'm saying? But mentally, I try to be prepared as much as possible. I'm taking yeah. mental reps, like like the yeah. like the football players do, right? right. Hey, exactly. There you go, mental bro. reps are important. One of the ways I feel like you're doing it, bro, is you're you're an amazing uncle. Like we yes. see how you spend time with your your nephews and and yeah. and, and then your your god, uh, um, your godparent as well. So I think that's a great way to do that to put yourself like one. You get to know Eddie, you get to know yourself, and then you get to know kids as well. Because yeah. for for the longest, I used to say my philosophy was. Okay, I'll just be the opposite of my dad, right? right? But then I realized that's stupid because then that's not really me. Right. That's just the opposite of somebody else. Right. So, so who the hell am I? Right. So exactly. I had to get it, really understand like who am I, and then understand my kids and be able to make sure I meet those needs. So that's important. Awesome, man. Actually, but us to the next, the next important one of the most important questions is what have you learned since becoming a dad? Ooh, let let me take this one. Um, <laughs> Go ahead, bro. Bro. Um, to me, in order to be a good dad and a good husband too, like your selfish ways have oh. to die. <laughs> hey, you don't took mine. And also, what surprised you the most about being a dad? Your that selfish ways good. have to Bro. die. <laughs> like yes, when when he was born, like you know, this miraculous moment. This this, this baby is in the house, and it's three o'clock in the morning, and you haven't slept, but you got to get up, All right. change a diaper. Um, you know, mom took first shift, you taking this shift, and it's like, I really need to go to sleep because I'm about to wake up. But it, but here's this thing that you two created together who's saying, yo, I need you right now. I really don't care what you got going on, whether you got rest or not. Yep, right. um, whatever you got going on, I'm priority right now. I'm crying. You can't just be like, nah, he'll, eventually he'll stop crying. <laughs> no, you, you got to put that to the side and understand that, like, yo, baby needs me right now. And then the other part, too, was like, I had to understand that it's not that I became less important in the eyes of my wife, but there was a, in that moment, there was a higher priority, right? Because right? somebody needed her for, I don't necessarily need my wife for survival, but this baby needs her for survival. Right. Yeah. So I had to like, some of my desires right now, they, they going to have to take a little backseat approach in this moment. So that way we can make sure that baby's good. So I, mm -hmm. I'd say that was, that was my biggest thing. I, I'm going to take it to the next level. You took words out of my mouth. Selfishness? <laughs> right. Oh, my gosh. Yes. I did not realize how selfish I was. Yeah. Uh -huh. And that those early years, you started to figure it out. I get it. Survival. Mm -hmm. Cool. I can lay myself down for that. I, I'll fast forward to toddler uh -huh. slash elementary. I need more of you, right? Yeah. I was still a little selfish. I ain't going to front. Because 
I had a routine with my kids. You know, right. we, we go play. I give you food. You take a nap. Because for me, yeah, that nap is for me. Yeah, like, yeah. Hey, listen, my rest. I gave you food, yeah. and you went outside. You better take a nap. The deal is you getting that nap you get so I can get my rest too, right? Yeah. So it was still selfish in a way, but I was still setting it up for success for them. Right. But as I'm getting older, I'm realizing, you know, these teenagers ain't taking naps. Nope. <laughs> like, I have nothing else to barter with, yeah. right? Like, so I'm like, okay, I got to put myself down a little bit more. And so for me, it's, it's hard to do that because, again, I, I, I am selfish by nature. I realize that. And I have a desire to be liked by my kids. Right. And as I'm getting older, and they're getting older to be specific, I'm starting to realize that there may be things that I may not do that they like, and I have to try not to be liked. I, have mm -hmm. to tr I try to be appreciated for the decisions that I make that sometimes are hard and, and difficult and uncomfortable, but I make them for them. Yep. Not for me anymore. I'm making it for them. And so it's just finding that that wiggle room between feeling hurt if I don't get a get a good feeling from my, my kids back after I've disciplined them or have done something difficult. But I need to realize that I need to start feeling appreciated yep. and not be selfish to just be liked all the time. And you may not even be appreciated in that moment. Yeah, yeah. That's a tough to be moment. honest. Yeah. yeah, it could be something that like years later I'm look back and be like, "I'm trying to look at that. I'm trying to look at it yeah, that yeah. way." I may not see it now. Yeah, you know, hey, you may not give to the mountains, <laughs> right? But I'm trying to see it now. Absolutely. Right. That kind of leads me to another question before you go, Dre. Um, do you feel a more appreciation for your parents now that you be, you become parents? Ooh, that's a good one. Dre, hey, you want you want to take that verse? Um. I th I'm not going to say I do, but I'm happy what I learned from them, right? Like just watching what what I've seen. I'm I'm happy that I was I had someone around me to say, "Okay, this is how you be a parent or mm -hmm. this is how this is what you have to do. You got to go to work." Okay, all right. Now you got to cuz a lot of time what watching my my mom, I'm like, "This is easy, right? Mm -hmm. It's easy." So until you get into that driving seat and you understand that, guess what? You are driving, but you are in the back seat mm -hmm. because now you can't just think about yourself, right? You got to think about that child, right? You, you brought a child, you brought a, you brought a whole kid in this world, right? You, they're not going to be pick up the phone and call Obama and be like, hey, hey, no, they, something happened at school. They calling you right. or they calling the mom, right? And so, so now you, you got to understand how important it is to, 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 to really look what your parents been through. And when you was doing these small little things, because sometimes, you know, one of the biggest things that I'm not a big, I'm not a big, a big dad that spanked my kids, right? I, I will spank my kids, but I'm not big on that. I feel like their mom do more spanking than I do. But when I sit my kids down and talk to them, soft. I let them know. Don't do that. No, no, no. Ain't no soft <laughs> over here. I'll, 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 I'll make sure that I put that time in because we're going to have this conversation. Mm -hmm. So when their mom be like, hey, I'm going to call your dad. They remember, oh, right. dad about to put this talk on oh, me. Yeah. Right. You know what I'm saying? We, you about to hear this. Yeah. You know, I'm saying, all three of y'all. The talk be worse than the, than the beating. Yeah. Yeah, it, hey, For hey. Kids, yeah, man. Hey. Unless hey, we we gonna write a hundred a thousand times you go, I'm nine. sorry that I did I'm sorry okay. 1950s discipline yeah, yeah. 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 we gonna do that we gonna do that listen we gonna do that because I learned that you know you could spank your kid I do spank my, my kids but you could spank your kid and and sometimes they get used because after a while I got used to spanking mm -hmm. I didn't care about spanking yeah. anymore. Mm -hmm. I really didn't. I didn't care about spanking. So I was like, you know what? I will spank if you do something crazy, but a lot of talking need to happen. Right. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Gotcha. And so, Dre, I'll let you answer the question. What surprised you the most 
about being a dad. Man, it empty my bank account. <laughs> but, but no, I think I think that you go back to like what you said. You have to have patience. Right? They care. Yeah, yeah. Hey, hey. Listen now. Listen. They care. Uh, hey. More the story. Right. Yeah, mortgage. Mortgage. They, yeah. yeah, mortgage. So I think that I think that knowing how much. Well, I can't say how much my mom was paying because back then we ain't go to no goddamn daycare. Right. Mm-hmm. Hey, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm going to daycare. I'm going to yeah, summer camp. Don't open the door you for in nobody. the house. No, you in the house. Yeah, you 11 years old. You bet you 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 the father of the house. Yes. You know, hey, he opened the door. Who are you? You know, it's like <laughs> my mommy ain't home today. Like, <laughs> you cook there. Give it to me. I call. Hey. So yes. I appreciate that. You know what I'm saying? And. So I'm happy to know that I I'm, I can do this today, you know, because that's the biggest thing is that you you can take on a job and the, you have the job right in front of you, be like damn, like what I'm gonna do today? But the moment that you you start having that wheel spinning and and you start seeing things working, right, and you start be like damn, my my child going from one to ten, and you're like. When you're gonna turn 18? Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, but, like, but, but, oh, I'm, there. I'm almost there. Three more years, bro. But you appreciate, you appreciate right. the moment because, you know what I'm saying? The, the, those moments mean so much because you can grow as a child, but you don't know the, the process until you really, like, be, you, you sit there for a child and, and raise that child mm-hmm. and allow that child and allow to learn from that child because you have to learn from a kid too. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? It's not just a one way situation, it's a two. I want to thank y'all for listening. Right now, we're going to take a quick break in the podcast and let you know about Anchor. We'll be back right after this. Two-way street. You want to learn from that child so you can get to know that child and that child could get to know you. Mm-hmm. I, I would say what surprised me and what I appreciated most about my parents is right. like the amount of money and the amount of like just, just teamwork it took to raise kids. Like we were uh, four kids in the house, and I didn't understand how they were able to pay for four kids to eat. And them, mm-hmm. and grandma, and visiting Haitian person from Haiti mm-hmm. who wants to get a green card, yep, and their Haiti. family, right? Like I didn't understand how are you paying for all these people to yeah. eat? Yeah. And so for me, now that I'm growing, I'm like I'm looking at my my account, and when I get paid, I will tell you right now, man, it's came the same dollars we used to get. <laughs> look, look, it cannot be right. Yeah. I I don't even look at when I get paid because I know it's going somewhere else. It, it's already it's already paid for. It's for for a bill for yeah. someone to eat for someone to do a, a camp or a daycare. And so for me, I'm appreciative because I know the dollars that they made at the time wasn't, you know, they were stretching it, yeah. you know. And I know that, you know, they wanted me to go to college and get a good job so I wouldn't have to stress like them. But the surprising part is, you know, my parents weren't broke. I don't know about you guys, yeah. but they made you think like they were so broke. We don't got no money. We got no money. Yeah. But I, you getting calls and people saying money gram this and money gram yeah. Like, wait, 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 wait. Where's this money going to? And it wasn't until I was a college student. Filling out the FAFSA and realize you remember that, right? And you get that EFC, you get that EFC like zero dollars. Hold on, hold on. You mean my parents can pay for my college? Wait, no, no, you gotta run them numbers back because they say we was broke. They say we was broke. So, you know, it's it's understanding that when you become a parent, finances have to be strategically planned out. And I appreciate how my parents did that because they're raising four kids. I'm raising four kids now. And and uh, it's just, it's just paying off, like just seeing how they did it and realizing that I can make it if they made it too. You know, yeah, that's what's up. Yeah, you raising four kids right now. You stop. You everybody go something. He to eat. got four. He has kids four hands kids. in the back. I want this. I want this. Yeah. They never want the same thing. Like, are you, are you gonna share? No, we're not gonna no, do that. Not at all. I they need my share. own. Back then, you better share that. Right. Either mm-hmm. you share or you not eat. eat. Back then, yeah. <laughs> you ain't going out to eat. That's what's happening. You gonna eat what's in the house? And, yeah. and listen, I ain't gonna tell them my my, my parenting skills, but these kids are they greedy, man. They don't do leftovers. 
Bro, when I, was, when I was in the house, must you, be nice. Must be nice, right? <laughs> I used to eat Sunday, four Monday, day Tuesday, old rice, gratte <laughs> off the at the at the bottom. Show like, jet out, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you had to eat everything in the house before I bought anything new. These kids spoiled, man. You don't know how good the, they got. The first time I ate Chick Fil A, bro, was um, I was I'm, I'm serious, bro. Talk. I'm telling this is a real story. Was I was in I was in high school playing soccer, and then our coach took us to a different town mm-hmm. to play against another team, and then afterwards we went to Chick Fil A. I didn't even know what Chick Fil A was, wow. so I had to wait for all the other kids to order, wow. see what they were ordering, and be like, okay, this looks good, right? Yeah. Okay. Because in my house, you know, we didn't do no McDonald's food at the house. At all. Mom cooked, so you're gonna eat what. I cook mm-hmm. until it's finished. Yeah, then she gonna cook again, and you gonna eat what exactly. she cook. Ain't no, yeah. ain't no fast food, bro. So you get you get the same food for four days straight. Of course, man. Oh man, I'm. Uh, you better I'm eat glad that. That's why the fridge is for. What you mean? Exactly. <laughs> the fridge in the microwave, bro. Yo, no, like, when I, when I grew up, about? I have no fridge. Yeah. Man, you gotta ask to go in the fridge. Where you getting out of the fridge? <laughs> right. Yeah, you gotta ask to Close get in that it. fridge. Yeah, it's open too too long. Kids, these kids bougie, man. They man, bougie. we so traumatized. <laughs> Reliving our old stories. We, got, so, we doing better though We good We yeah. so, uh, As you know right Kids can get you Really really angry And upset sometimes So What's the maddest You've ever been With your um, With your child And how did it go Oh gosh Yeah think about that I don't know If I want to say it <laughs> You feel bad that, now Yeah Cause I say it Cause it's rather fresh And uh, you know Like I said my, my oldest is about to be 15 My oldest son and, uh, you know, this year has been tough, you know, his first year of high school and it was online at first. Mm-hmm. And after a while, you know, it just was difficult. So we made the decision to send him back in person. You know, as a parent, it's difficult because you have to balance safety over education. Right. And it's a hard place to be in. And so we made a difficult decision to put him back in school. And so um, I don't know if this is all in my mind because, again, I am a selfish person. But after a while, I kind of felt like he was feeling himself. I, I, you guys don't have kids at that age, but mm-hmm. he was getting to a point where I felt like he was walking around, around the house, like, you know, like. Like he's a bad wolf in like, town. <laughs> like he can look me up, like he yeah. can take me, you know what I mean? So, I, and I, and so I don't know. Let's if this, jump him. <laughs> listen. And so I don't know if this is all me or if I read it wrong, but he, he made a joke. And, you know, teenagers are sarcastic. And he made a joke. And I wasn't in on the joke. I'm very big on that. I'm sorry. I, I tell my kids, even when I was a kid, don't make fun of people. If you're going to have jokes, make sure the kid is in on it. Right. Yeah. I felt like the kid that wasn't in on the joke. And so I don't know if I took that personally. I'm going to say right now, I did take it personally. And so at the time when he said it, I let it slide. And then I walked away. Because I wasn't sure if he was laughing at me or with me. So I walked away and I, and I see him tell the joke, the same joke to his sister. And that one felt like he was laughing at her. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Oh, oh, I lost it. I, I was done. Yeah. So I came around and said, yo, come here. And, you know, we were in the room, whatever. I was like, yo, you know, you laughing at me? And it became a thing to where that, I think that was the first moment in our lives to where it was kind of like a male-dominant moment. Like, yeah. it was like a, yo, you think you can take me now, right? Mm-hmm. And so I, I just, it became personal for me. And to this day, he says it wasn't personal. I feel it was. <laughs> but, again, I can't tell him it, for how he felt. For him, it, was, it wasn't personal. So for me, I got very mad. That's probably the angriest I ever got at one of my kids. And I think that that was a point to where I feel bad about it, and I apologize for it, but I got to work out of that. It's like a, it's like a grave you got to dig out of that now because that's a moment in time to where I didn't lead with love. I didn't lead with scripture, how I usually do, and, and how I'm calm, and, and you know I practice fruits of the spirit. It's just a straight anger. 
And I think that's a side that none of my kids have seen before. And for me, that was so out of character. I felt like, wow, I I didn't have to go there. So as a father, it's it's difficult to make sure that you're not angry when it's time for discipline. I could have had a better conversation in that way. But just the male animalistic thing came out of me and it just it it just kind of took over and and I became angry in that moment. And it it almost seems like it's a double edged sword because you're technically defending your daughter and also trying to discipline your son and trying to figure things out, right? Because you said, that, I think... Yeah, I mean, yeah, you, you, you can say that, and, and I can very easily right now say, yes, I was offending my daughter. But if I'm being honest, no, <laughs> like, I, was, I was just mad. I was <laughs> okay. like, yo, you tried me. Like, yeah, you can and try your sister. Yeah, yeah, I was like, yeah, you can try your sister, but you ain't, you ain't going to try me. Oh, okay. And so, like, that's not a place to discipline out of. You know, that was a selfish place to discipline out of. But, uh, yeah, it, it got me real heated, man. Yeah. I, I, I just lost it. I think, I think mine is probably too young for me to have a, a great story, but I will say this, and I hope I'm not the only father that does this. I, I have cussed my boy out mm. in my head. Uh, <laughs> I've, I've never let it come out, but there's certain things he'll, he'll do, and I'm just like, you know, um, I, I got to express this, so I don't say it to him, but in my head, I, I won't tell y'all what I say, you but I have cussed <laughs> this yeah. boy out, yeah. and then I just say, all right, Papa, um, let's, let's pick this up. <laughs> I think for me, I, I don't, I can't, I can't explain this one, and I won't talk about it because I feel like maybe my son will listen to this one day, yes. and he probably gonna hate me. So <laughs> I won't say that. I won't do it. So I'm gonna water it down. So I go. think one day, like you know, I felt so bad one day, and this, this is not that it wasn't you, Eddie, because I know he done it, he done it to you before. So one day I was at the house and we was barbecuing, and one uh, of my boy came over, and he's a more, he's a bigger dude, and oh, I know you talking about, and. Uh, and uh, my son, my son, he, I don't know why he, I don't know where he get this from, but he walked over like the, my my boy was sitting on the couch, and he went and he poked my my my, my boy in the, the belly. He's like, oh. he he like there's a too. baby in there. <laughs> he did that to me the other day. <laughs> oh, man. So I'm like, figure. I'm like, hold up, man. Inside, I'm dying inside, right? Oh, yeah. But I'm like, what are you doing? Like, just like you say, are you cussing yeah. him out, right? Yeah. I'm cussing him out, like. Bro, you can't do that. Mm-hmm. But then I had a conversation with my boy about him. Like, yo, damn, when he did that, that was kind of a little bit funny. Oh, but yeah. I don't like that. He yeah. was like, yeah, no, nah, he's a kid, man. He's a kid. He's a kid. And I left it alone. But fast forward, then I think it was last week. Yeah. My son was here last week. And Eddie was walking outside and he poked Eddie in the belly. And he was like, there's a the baby, baby in the belly. Oh, no. <laughs> And I was like, hold on, we gotta have this conversation. Yeah. Yeah. You know, you like you yeah. can't be doing you that. You gotta know early. Like, can't do that. So man, but yeah, I had to water it down because there's a there's another story, but I couldn't tell that. No, uh, I'm gonna have to go to the grave with that one. <laughs> we we'll talk about it off the air. Protect, yeah, yeah, protect, yeah, there you go. protect your children. Protect your children. <laughs> so, you know, as dads, I'm sure you guys are always, you know, looking forward to the future and and hoping to, what your kids will become. So what do you guys see yourself 10 years from now as far as, like, uh, family-wise? Um, I think that 10 years from now, when I think about me as a man and also looking at my kids, you know, I think that, well, my son probably will be 20 years old and my daughter will be 14. So, you know, close around that, uh, my, my son, gra- that's graduating high school and college, you know, and, you know, and my daughter having that, that coming up to that sweet 16, you know, I know that's going to be big. I'm definitely going to buy another gun. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's right. That's right. I'm, I keep stacking up on them. But, 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 but definitely, man, I think that I'm looking at myself as, you know, just traveling more. Hey, mm-hmm. you're 14 years old. 
15 years old? Oh, you, you're 20 years old? All right. It's time for me to start, um, you know, doing a lot of traveling. And, you know, investing more because I think that's the moment you start to start putting more money away, right? Yeah. Because you got to start invest because the future is, 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 is soon. And that's one thing I always say about my kids. Like, I don't, I don't want my kids to come and take care of me because a lot of parents are like that. Oh, my right. kids going to come and take care of me. No, I'm, I'm going to make sure that I set those foundations that, that, that I, I can still open the door and say, oh, my kid come around and need, they need a little help. I will help. But I'm not, I'm not about to give you the bank. Right. Yes. You know what right, I'm saying? Right, right. You got to, that's why, that's why me as a parent, I got to give you the tools today so you can be successful, successful for tomorrow. Right. Mm -hmm. Right. I'm going to help you. Yeah, yeah. Like my wife and I, we, we got to, um, it's called a Florida prepaid, so yes. we set that up yeah. for him. But we, but we said we're not doing four years. Um, we're gonna mm. do two years, bro, mm. because the other two years we want you to be able to work towards that as well. So you. we, we, we planted some seeds. Yeah, you ain't gonna flunk out of those classes. Nah. Just <laughs> go and flunk, 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 flunk. Right, right. right. So yeah. we're gonna help you, but you, you got to be able to help yourself too. I think for me, in ten years, man. Um, so my boy will be twelve. I'm hoping that we have one or two more kids. I really want to give these kids a lot of experiences and memories that I didn't get to have. Like. Yeah. I remember in, in middle school, middle school, and you're, you're a teacher. I don't, you, I don't know if teachers still do this. We'd go on summer vacation, and we'd come back, and they'd be like, what did you do for, for the, the summer? summer? Yeah. Yes. Icebreaker. Bro, my stories were always dumb. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I'd be like, oh, I went to my auntie's house in Miami. <laughs> <laughs> we didn't do nothing, bro. We didn't eat nothing. more the same oh, yeah. rice and yeah. chicken right. wings at home. Play video games all day. <laughs> all day. Bad That's in, it, bad in. Yep. And then, like, the other kids would be like, oh, we did this, and we, we did, did that. We were open. Yeah, we did like, skydiving. <laughs> you know, just, just simple. All this. They, they traveled, and I always felt like, man, like, why can't I do that? But hold on, hold on, hold on. Story. I, I, feel, I feel like Meeting up with your cousins, those was day, those was those days, bro. Though. There wasn't Hanging no out with cousins, cousins, bro. Was me oh, okay, and my okay, 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 okay. <laughs> Wait, you telling bold face lies, bro? Hey, bro <laughs> on the was, first day of school, nah, you feel me? Like, I got to because I got to add a little bit of spice. Oh yeah, story, yeah you definitely man. do. You definitely so I gotta, do. I definitely want to add those um, memories from my. You don't kid. feel like a lame, hey, <laughs> for real. Like my my friend, he recently took his five year old daughter to like um I think they went to Arizona that area, mm -hmm. Vegas, and they went to like um to see the Grand Canyon. And that's a five-year-old that gets to come back and tell her friends that me and my parents went to the Grand Canyon. So I want my kids to have experiences like that. Yeah. And then I definitely want to make sure that, you know, I want my kid to know that his his parents are good. They, they financially, yeah. you're not going to get everything you want, but we can get you anything you want. Doesn't mean yeah. you're going to get it, but if we wanted to, we, we could. So I want them to grow up knowing that, um, that, that kind of, you know, when I was younger, it's like I didn't want to ask my parents to go to the field trip because I'm like, dang, they may not have it. So let me skip this one out. Maybe the next one. Yo, PTSD. You feel me? Yeah. So, like, I don't want my kid to have that kind of experience. Like, I don't want to ask. Like, I don't want him to protect me right. from shame. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, from financial shame. So that's one of the things I'm very, very big on. So that's why me and my wife, we do everything we can now to make sure that we build a, a comfortable nest so that our kid don't have to, to think about that. Yeah. Ironically, my uh, my daughter Alex, she's she's twelve. You know, she's the funny one. She asked me, "Daddy, which one of your kids do you think will put you in a home?" Like, what? <laughs> At twelve I, I, years I was like, old? Wait, I I don't want to think about that. I'm not <laughs> guessing which one of y'all gonna put me in a home. And I told her straight up. She's like, "Why? Why?" I was like, "Because I'm pre I'm prepared to be self sufficient until I leave this earth. Right. Like that's my goal and plan. Yeah, you yeah. know, to make sure I take care of my body, make sure I, I sure I take mm -hmm. care of my finances, so I can make it." Yeah. So before I meet the Lord, I'm good on my own. I'm good. Right. And so, yeah, like 10 years from now, twins will be, what, 25? Hopefully they're secure. 
you know, I can help them out little by little. But same thing like you're saying, we're setting them up for success. And for us, it's knowledge. We told them how community college can get you the same exact credits mm-hmm. that the four-year college can get. Mm-hmm. Quarter price. Listen, and I, and I hope and prayed that I would have gotten somebody at that point in time when I was in high school to let me know that. We gave them that game in middle school. Yeah. Do you know at HCC? Da, 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 and they was excited. Yeah, they little kids. So now they already got in their brain. Community college. Then I go to four year. Because mm-hmm. Gen Ed is the same, same wherever you take it, right? Yeah. So we giving them knowledge, giving them the game to make sure that financially they can make educated decisions. Because, again, the generation before us, they just wanted us to go to college. Right. Go to college. They clap it up. You Said a guy who pledged his, his sophomore year, huh? Mm. Yeah. <laughs> Let me ask y'all this because I, mm. I I feel like I don't know about y'all, but me, you could have told me because because at the time there was a college named Edison Community up by my house. Mm-hmm. I don't care what you said. I was getting up out the house. Oh yeah, <laughs> I was getting up out the house. And listen, bro. much respect. Cause I'm the same way. Yeah. I knew from the jump. I'm leaving this house. No matter I'm what not you tell staying. Me. I'm not going. But. I think because again, In that was our though, kids, yeah. I mean, our, our childhood. Now I've set up a household where I feel like you know what, you don't have to be in a rush to leave, but if you want to leave, mm-hmm. you don't have to go that far. So me, I wanted to go far enough to where I'm not there every weekend. My kids, hopefully, you know, ten years from now, they can be at a place to where they want to come by from time to time. Right. But now they they don't feel forced to go to a four year college paying out of state tuition for what? To get away from you. Gotcha. To get away from us, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't want them to feel that way. I want them to make the smart steps to get in their education, get in their career. And hopefully at twenty five they're doing better than me. And then hopefully, you know, when the you know, my other kid would be thirteen, the other kid would be what, twenty three. Mm-hmm. They're all to the point to where they're seeing mommy and daddy still fit, still self sufficient. And again, taking some trips, having some right. good time for ourselves. Because, you know, a, a lot of times married people get lost with the whole being parents and we gotta mm-hmm. put back the Yeah, baby you could walk around you could walk around your thong. Listen, do it, you could do, do, do all that. Hey, 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 best believe I'm butt naked. I'm butt naked. Uh, topless a lot. I'm like, oh. Yeah, yeah, I like I like that they're like, yeah. come on, mom. Come on. She had a jeep on, she had a jeep on that. Jeep on she she'd be like, come put my bra on for me. I'm like, mom. Right. <laughs> I don't know how to work these things uh, in the back. Come right. on now. Hey, I'm glad you're giving them the game about community college, bro, because yeah. in, in my, so I grew up, um, I went to school in Winter Haven, Winter Haven High School, and like we really looked down on the community yeah. college because we didn't even call it college, we call it 13th grade. Yeah. And so yeah. I was like, yeah. So I was like, I'm not going to no 13th grade, bro. I'm right. going to a university. Right. <laughs> so, but I wanted to know. I left this damn time. Yeah. And then you get to come back. Like, how y'all doing in 13th grade, yeah. bro? You know what I'm saying? So, listen, you can go to another community college. Yeah. Yo, go to a community college out of the county. It's Tell gen them you went to four yard. Four year college. Listen, lie. Because, listen, it's the same gen eds yeah. that first two years we didn't know what we were doing. Nah, bro. We didn't know what we were doing anyway. So true. You know what we're doing. So you can take college algebra anywhere. And, but I don't know, a I don't know about you. My parents never like, hey, what was your grade in college? Like, sure, they never asked. They just knew that in four no. years they come to graduation. My, exactly. My mom knew I was still in school because I kept getting USF parking tickets <laughs> mailed to my house. Like, okay, <laughs> yeah, so, you need to learn how to park. Bro. Oh my god! I got care packages. My my mom was real nice. She gave me care packages, gave me a little money, little by little. But she only came, like you said, she only came up for graduation. Yeah, man. Bro, she never yeah. came by the by how you doing? Nah, nah, nah. Graduation. It was time to shine. Time, time to smile. Move no. in day and move out day. Exactly. <laughs> no, I feel like my, my mom know that I was in school because she was getting them refund check, right? Mm, oh, yeah. Because you, yeah. yeah. you know you going to the house, oh, right? Yeah. Yeah. That wrong, and, and you, you know, Caribbean parents, you can't call. Yeah. So how much do I get off this? Oh, I took I took care of you. Like you know, word of the guilt trip. Guilt trip. Yeah. Tax word of the Nah, fam. I need all my net check, bro. 
But so this question is kind of like a little different than the ones before. So if you could um, have um, dinner or talk to one person that, that has died, right? Mm-hmm. What would you, um, who would it be and what would you talk to him about? I think that was passed. I think that I would start. I'll start. I'll start with my grandma because I felt like, you know, growing up, my grandma was always there for me. Even when my mom had to come overseas to make sure that life was good, you know, my grandma was always standing there for me. She teach me how to get up in the morning, go to school, to my hygiene, to press my clothes, to cook, you know, to clean, to be a big brother, to be a, a, a big uh, um, a brother to 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 to, to be a, um, a, a, a bigger brother to everyone that was in the house. I grew up with my cousin, my uncle, you know, my grandma, my sister, my brother. So she have taught me all that stuff, you know, and she passed at an early age. So she didn't really get to see me evolve, graduate from high school, go to college, you know, have kids, you know, blossom. So I felt like that's the person I would want to talk to and let them let her know that, hey, listen, I'm still out here and I'm doing wonderful. You know, you you have everything that you have taught me, you know, I'm still holding on to those things because those things dear in my heart because those things shape me into the person I am today. So definitely I wish I could go back and have that have that conversation. That's real. Yeah. No napkin, bro. That's real. <laughs> we got we gotta give my boy Drisky a tissue, man. That's, yeah. That's y'all, y'all, y'all should see the tears coming out of his eyes, man. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> but go ahead with y'all, man. Yeah, I mean, we'll talk about a little bit of this off air. Um, you know, I we've been I've been blessed in my life to not necessarily lose uh immediate family members up to this point. That's what's and up. you know, it's a mental thing that I have to begin to prepare for because we're getting yeah. up in age and so was our grandparents and our parents, and you know, you have to be prepared. But uh, if I were to take this and forecast it for the future, I would like to, before they pass, you know, be able to have a candid conversation with my father. You know, uh, the con- the relationship with me and my father is on a, you know, two grunt minimum. You know, we, you know, we'll say, hey, say hi, how the kids doing? And that's kind of it, you know. Yeah. And so I would love to be able to find out a little bit more about his background, be able to know, you know, uh, why he was the provider he was, why he was the person he was when it comes to, you know, being ver- uh, vocal. And, you know, a lot of it comes from just a, a language barrier because, mm-hmm. you know, being first generation uh, Haitian in this country, you know, when my parents got here, they were learning English same, ta- same time I was right. in school. You know, they're at, the, they're at the table learning English. I'm at the table learning English. And so uh, I didn't grasp and pick up a lot of the Haitian language. So it's limited in what I can be able to go back and forth with. And so our conversations are very very surface level. And so I would love to be able to kind of know a little bit about his background, how he grew up and how that affected him when he had his own kids and how, what kind of father he would be. Because I felt like sometimes, you know, we're, you know, there's two kinds of fathers, you know, it's, it's the ones who become a father in spite of their father or become a father because of their father, you know? And I, for very, very many years, I felt like I was in spite because my dad didn't talk to me, I'm going to talk to my kids. Because right. my dad didn't hang out with me, I'm going to hang out with my kids. Right. And sometimes that can come to a fault because you may be providing something that your kids don't even want. Mm-hmm. And Max. you may be going above and beyond thinking like, oh my gosh. You're doing great, but you're oh, not. Oh, we're doing great. And I'm, uh-uh. But it's like, yo, you're doing too much. Yeah. And so I would love to be able to kind of find a happy medium. And I think a lot of that comes from the wisdom you find from your dad and how they came up. Because we're a lot alike. You know, in our selfishness, I would say, and uh, and just kind of uh, wanted to be a center of attention. And I would love to know how these characteristics played out in the rest of his life. That's what's up. <clears throat> That's good, man. I think the danger in what you're saying is uh, you end up fathering yourself. Yeah. 
and um, not the kid that's right in front of you. Exactly. Like, you know, I wanted to play baseball with my dad, so then I'm going to play baseball with my kid. But this kid hates baseball. Mm-hmm. So what? I want to play baseball with my dad. So right. guess what, boy? You're going to play baseball. Huh. Um, so I think that's, a, that's, that's dangerous. For me, I thought about, um, and yeah, we had a conversation about it. Um, I think I would, I would have a talk with my, my grandfather because I never got to meet him. And I think I, I would hope Same. that a conversation with him would give me some understanding of who my why my dad is some clarity some clarity right and and maybe some some understanding too and and maybe a little bit of empathy as well because you said you had a two grunt minimum I'm at like a point five grunt mm. minimum where it's like I'll, I'll I'll I see him maybe once or twice a year because um, my sister's kids like he still has a relationship with my sister so when their birthdays and I'll see him there so. I think having a conversation with my granddad would, would help me understand a little bit of, you know, what their relationship was like and maybe that shed some clarity on why he is the way he is. Gotcha. Yeah. Gotcha. So so one last question for each person before we, we go towards the end. And how have you feel like as a man you've changed from from your twenties to now in your thirties and forties for some of us. Um, <laughs> so how you feel you have changed? Change. Um I don't know why Eddie always say that, <laughs> but but I think that I feel like you know me watching my t- my twenties and now in my thirties. I think that when I look at that, um, I I have I had to grow right, and I felt like I remember when I was in college in my twenties, right, and I was like I was graduate from my undergrad and going to grad school and you know and, and I and I enjoy those parties. I and I enjoy h- hanging around these dudes and you know just just going out and I'm like, and then, boom kids came around yeah, right? right my son came around and i was like damn like ooh, all that stuff damn like you know i gotta be a man right i gotta be a man how do you be a man you gotta be there first right and you gotta be a provider right and i think that i've evolved and, I, and i've saw my, i've watched myself evolve in the point where i can look at my friends all my friends who don't have kids and and um and and um not fully there and have those conversations with them right and be like hey man listen it's a big step because first of all it's not just a step where you just provide money right it's a step where where, where, you, where you have to actually be there and you have to be able to provide time and you have to be able to be open to not just yourself but to the to 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 you to the, your wife or your 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 kids, you know, all the people around you. So I think that I've watched the way I've changed. Yeah. I'm going to let Edwin bring this one home. And um, two words I'll say is for me, 20, 20 to 30, uh, responsibility and maturity are those two things for me. Um, I, You know, I've heard somebody say that maturity is doing what you have to do even when you don't feel like it. Yeah. Um, when we were 20, of course, our actions always have consequences and repercussions. But now that I'm, I'm 30, I'm a husband, I'm a father, like my actions really impact my household. So that's my wife and that's my, 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 my child now and then future kids as well. So it, it's just learning to understand that, you know, what you do today has an impact for the future. So whatever you plant, man, you, you will reap. So you better make sure you plant the right things. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, in my 20s, I was running away from responsibility. Uh, my kids were on the way. My twins were on the way. And I was doing everything I could to act like they weren't. And so I was running away, you know, with alcohol. I was running away with women. I was running away with parties, you know, when I was in the fraternity. And to fast forward 10 years later, you know, uh, the fact that I became saved is a big, big moment in my life, a life-changing event that made me decide that now it's maturity time. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, I began to assume the responsibility, but the maturity came as I became uh, a child of God and understanding where my place Amen. is in my family as the head of my household, as the head, of, you know, and this is before we got married, you know, the fact that I'm a father and that has been ordained, that has been destined for me to be a father. I can either be, either be absent 
or I could be present and absent at the same time. Right. So I decided at that point in time, 10 years later, I'm cooking dinner. I, I ain't cooking dinner for kids. I didn't know how to cook nothing in 20. <laughs> like, get out of here. Yeah, I, didn't, I didn't cook anything when I was a kid. You know, Haitian men. Oh, I, I don't cook. I don't clean. I don't I, do any of that stuff, I right? Eat. I'm not expecting. I eat, yeah. right? Where's the, where's the food? So, like, 10 years later, I, I, I'm cooking for my kids. I'm showing them how to cook. And now they're cooking for me. Oh, right. my gosh. When y'all get there, yo, that's like, that's like teaching a kid how to ride a bike and they ride it by themselves. Yeah. The fact that my kids can cook a meal for me shows my maturity and my growth and the fact that I changed my life from 20 to now being uh, 36, almost 37, it's just an amazing uh, adventure being a father and it's not even over yet. A lot of maturity and a lot of responsibility. All right, so I do have one question for you guys. I'm going to give you guys 30 seconds to answer this question. Uh, so Father's Day is this Sunday, right? And w what, what, would put a what would put the biggest smile on your face for, for to celebrate Father's Day? What are you looking forward to? You know, I saw on Instagram this lady put out a billboard for her husband, like, Happy Father's Day, a billboard. Mm. If my wife is listening, Damn. if you put out a billboard, <laughs> I'd be very, very happy about yeah. that. Um, but for me, man. Get your I, money up. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Get, get get our money up and put up a billboard. Right. Our um, money, right? Our money up, yeah. But gift. I think for me, man, just, just having a day where I feel appreciated as yeah. a dad. Like, it can be a small gesture, but whatever shows that, like, you understand that in this house, I'm 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 not just a body. Um, I am a integral part to our family. So however you choose to show me appreciation, acknowledgement of that, I'm going to rock with it. So Amen. I'm cool with that. Yeah, I would say for me, you know, to, to honor me in my love language. Mm. Uh, I'm an English teacher. I'm big on words. I would love words of appreciation. Definitely. Yes, sir. Um, because it's been a difficult year uh, as a teacher being asked to do what teachers do in the, in the classroom with students who are masked and maskless. Mm -hmm. uh, it's been a difficult year. Uh, and so I would love to be appreciated with the words on uh, what my my presence has done right. for them in the household. If my presence is a gift, I'd like to hear it. Yeah. Awesome, man. That's what's up, man. That's the end of our, our session, man. We appreciate y'all for listening. And thank you for our guests for showing up and talking to us about uh, parenting and being dads, man. And I want to say happy Father's Day to all the dads out here, man. And uh, keep living, keep doing the best for your family and child. And uh, thank you all for listening.